I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. having a cup of tea while we record this and the milk is a little bit gone off just a little bit oh that's a bit dangerous you know you know like yeah i I like to play these games because there could be a point where that that milk actually is a little bit good for you you know it's got the just the perfect amount of like gone off just to make kind of be a good bacteria the bad bacteria that kind of story yeah 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 yeah. it's almost like a vaccine yeah that's the way i look at it that's the way i look at it i'd say Another four hours in the fridge and that milk is totally done. I just got it the right person. Just that moment. Just that moment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I thought when you said something dangerous, I thought you were talking about like keeping your your cup of tea near your laptop. Because I've caught myself doing that now. I start putting my phone places and my laptop places like on the like teetering at the edge of something or like mm. like or something with over here when I'm not looking or something like that. And I'm catching myself becoming more mature, being like, that's stupid now. Just remove the chance of danger. Remove the chance of breaking it. Yeah. And like, I just stop and I just move it somewhere safer. And I'm like, now you don't have to think about it. Now you don't yeah. have to. It is like <laughs> seven minutes time. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I've caught that, that a lot. That would have, uh, 10 years ago, that would have totally happened. There were those kind of times when you had to do, you know, you'd hear someone say something ridiculous like, I dropped my laptop out the window or something like that. And you know, uh-huh. like, how did you even manage to do that? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, getting getting wiser, getting older, getting wiser. Do you in? Because you know the way we have quite we often have fresh milk here in Ireland, and you know I lived in Spain, so I had to get used to the fact you have UHT milk or that milk that doesn't need to even go in the fridge; it can just like exist and survive for months and months and months. Yeah, in in Copenhagen, what what's that, what's the milk situation? The milk situation is confusing, to say the least. There's oh. like 17 different uh, dairy products. There's 14 different types of milk. There's 42 different yogurts. There's milk yogurts. It's, it's, I actually, it's a, here, here's a little insight. Um, it's a, it's an anxiety triggering effect 
when my partner texts me asking me to get a dairy product when I'm in the supermarket because I, I make mistakes all the time getting there. I always pick up the wrong one. She's like, no, that's the yogurt. No, that's for this. No, that's for that. I'm like, fuck. So there's there's something called mini milk, which is pretty much like skim milk in Ireland, or like low fat milk. All right. And um, that's when we get, and I just, I don't even look at the other ones now, but they're all, um, no, they're all pretty fresh. They're all pretty fresh. You don't okay. get, you don't get your magical fucking everlasting milk here. Mm. The topic of the, that we've been chatting about on the podcast over the last couple of weeks uh, I've been having interviews with some people and we're talking about their lives and, and changes that have happened in their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to talk to you about the topic of change today and we're going to kind of jump in and out of a few different things, right? But for okay. just for people listening and to kind of get to know you and to know us a little bit better, yeah. you obviously, like, a big change in your life was moving to Denmark, uh, yeah. moving to Copenhagen. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you explain, like, what that, when that was and how that came about in the first place? Uh, yeah, well, like I, so, so you, before that, before that, you, like we need to understand that I was live, I lived abroad first in Australia for a while as, as you did, we lived in Australia for the same time. And then I came back to Ireland after leaving, after being there for four or five years. And, um, I just wasn't feeling very motivated in Ireland. Mm. So that was, that was, that was the kickstarter to all this. I was down in my home area, uh, in, like where I'm from. I wasn't feeling very motivated. I was kind of like not sure what I was going to do next. And someone had mentioned Copenhagen to me uh, and that you can work in English and you can do things in English there, which was like a, a game changer. I had two places in my mind. I had Copenhagen or Seoul uh, in South Korea. They were the two places wow. I was flipping. Yeah, they were okay. the two places I was flipping the coin on. And I realized after living so far away, that's probably better to be a little bit closer to home. So Copenhagen won out. Uh, but it was, a, it was a flip of a coin there for a while. And, um, yeah. And then I just, I, I had a conversation with a friend and on a Friday and on the Monday I was flying out to Copenhagen. I just packed a bag and left because I had no, I'd only been in Ireland a brief period of time after getting back from traveling and, uh, I had no like, um, responsibilities. I had a job and stuff, but it wasn't like a big, like a major job. I could just quit. Um, and I, I just packed a bag and I flew out here and, um, I lived at a hostel for two weeks, I think. And then I had an apartment and I had another apartment and I had another apartment and I got a job. Um, yeah. And I, yeah, I just kind of fucking landed, crash landed here and made shit happen. What was the first year like for you in Denmark, in Copenhagen? Great. Yeah, it was very interesting. Very cool. Um, it was like, because I'd come out on my own. I didn't know anybody. Um, whereas in Australia, I, I knew people when I, I landed. And um, it was invigorating to live in a cool, like suddenly live in a cool European city. I know that sounds cliche, but like, it was like, like winter time was exciting because it was like snowing and fucking like, uh, like there was like different ways of entertaining yourself. Like you'd, you'd drink globe, which is warm wine and stuff like this. So that was like, that was brutal. Like first time like Scandinavian winter, but it was interesting for me. And then the summer happened to be amazing. And I was working in a bar at the time. So it was just like, all you do is like work and then go out with people afterwards. So it was a very, it was a very loosey goosey lifestyle. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so it was just like paycheck. I, I like my first year was paycheck to paycheck. I wasn't making savings or anything. I was mm-hmm. trying to figure out what the fuck I was going to do here. Um, so it was great crack. It was really, really fun. Um, and feeling a bit alien, but not so alien because that you couldn't kind of get by and, um, 
make shit happen because you, you could speak English and you could pick up a few Danish words and stuff so you could interact with people but you knew you were different you know or you knew the culture was was, was something you weren't used to which was like a nice like kind of a nice feeling to be honest it was like an exciting feeling How was it getting set up there like admin wise like getting whatever social security number that you yeah. need because a lot of people come here to Ireland and that whole process it's not too bad if you're from the EU uh, from a European Union country yeah. but if you're like if you're a Brazilian or Mexican or yeah, whatever yeah. and you try to get like you have to get your PPS number your social security number and then they have to go through all of this whole process and that can take a ridiculously long amount of time mm. um, so I don't know how it is over there I think I think it's similar for non EU members. Uh, I think it, it can be a real bollocks. I know I know people who have uh, who. So I, we were t- before recording, we were talking about Malmo, which is like just across the water from Copenhagen. It's like a 25, 30 minute train journey just if you go straight over. And um, I know a lot of people who live Danes live there with their non European partners because it's easier to live in Sweden and then work in Copenhagen. So they they actually commute every day. Or they they like they 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 have a lifestyle in Copenhagen, but they live in Sweden because that's where it's easier for the the non EU members to get residency. So I've heard of people mm-hmm. do that, but it can be very difficult um, for for non EUs to, to get here. There's a lot of um, you know um, uh, things you know things to jump through, hoops to jump through and stuff. But uh, for me, it 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 was it was it took a long time to get shit done done because it it it's like. The way I describe getting um, residency in Copenhagen or in Denmark is like jumping onto a moving treadmill, right? Because you need, you need first off, you need to have a job, right? But to have a job, you need a, a CPR number, which is like your your like registration number, right? Yeah. But to have a CPR number, you have to have a residency. You have to register your CPR at an apartment, right? Like mm. so, every building gets a certain amount of CPRs, meaning how many people can live in there, and. If like it's the thing you look for when you look for apartment, can I put my CPR there? Yes, you can. Okay, great. Now I can register there. But to have an apartment, you need to have a job. Yeah, you see what I'm saying. So you need a job, but you don't get a job without a CPR. You need a CPR, but you need an apartment with a with um to get the CPR. But you need a job to have an apartment. So yeah. you need to. There's a treadmill. You need to get one of these things. So what happened? It's like I, a real mind fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I did was I just got a job straight away, cash. I got a legal, I, I was being paid cash in hand first. And then I got a place that I was like allowed to get a CVR, but I didn't have one yet. So I just was paying rent and not having a CVR. And then I kept going, there's this place called International House in Copenhagen where you go and get your yellow card, which is your your registration number and your insurance and shit. And I kept, by by chance, I kept coming to the same woman at the desk every, like just by chance, it was her every time. And like, she'd constantly find something I'd done wrong. And you're like, go back and do this. I'm like, all right, fuck, okay, go back. And I remember the last time she was like, she copped on that I was getting paid legally or like under the table. And she's like, and how are you getting that money? And I'm like, oh, um, because my employer has back paid me for something that they owed me before. It's like, I came up with something like ridiculous as an excuse. And she's like, okay, that's fine. Just make sure your employer knows and she like look me dead in the eye being like tell him stop doing that I'm like alright okay cool <laughs> so um, but I think it took me like six months to get everything finally sorted but uh, but it wasn't painful I was able to live here it wasn't like I'm going to be kicked out but that's because I'm EU you know I can just hang out here anyway you know but like being a resident like getting medical care getting a proper job and stuff you have to get that shit done so you, you then like in your 20s, you went through like a, a lot of changes, whether it be just in terms of like, I'm talking about changes that you chose, right? 
Because yeah. in this topic of, of change, obviously there's things that change changes in everybody's life that are com- completely out of con- our control. Um, mm-hmm. However, there's like a number of things that we can change, you know, by choosing that. And you chose to go to Australia, then you chose to move back and from Ireland, then you chose to move to, to Copenhagen. And then you've been in Copenhagen five, six years now? Yeah, going on six, yeah. Going on six years. So there's been this six-year period of no change. Uh is that something that kind of unsettles you or is that, are you feeling more comfortable to just not change that now? Uh, oh, Mark, the big questions, Jesus. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I hate to admit it to myself, but I think I'm actually becoming okay. I'm not looking for the changes. But you know what it is? It, Why do you hate to not, admit that? Because I love I loved the idea of being open to change. I love the idea of being open to, you know, new experiences and moving and stuff like this. I, it's, I, find, I, I, I did find a very secure... Like it was a security to me and I found it very freeing, you know. If you didn't like a place, just leave. Just go start something new, meet new people. I, I, that's a nice thought for me. But the difference with Copenhagen is I think after years of trying different things and being in different places and trying to figure out what the fuck I liked and what I wanted to do. Because I, I kept trying and failing and shit or, or trying and not succeeding totally or whatever. Like, a, and like do a couple of years of that or try a couple of years of this or do this, but in the wrong setting, you know, all these different things. Uh, but finally, I got to say, in Copenhagen, I'm kind of just doing what I like to do. And I'm doing what people I enjoy doing with, with you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't feel, I don't feel like the need to go experience that or find that somewhere else. I have it, you know? I have the thing that makes me feel, I get up in the morning and I have these projects and shit that I need to do that I'm excited about, you know? Which is really good. Um, so I like, if that day changed, maybe there'd be something else. But also I have a partner now as well. who's like incredibly supportive of me just doing shit. <clears throat> so like, I, there's, there's no, there's no push factor anymore. Like there used to yeah. be push factors in other places, you know, or ex- excuses for me to go try something new. But now I'm like, uh, I'm seeing kind of, I'm reaping, I'm reaping the, the benefits of what I sowed before, you know? Yeah. That's great. That's class. Yeah. I, I think that's good. Yeah. I think it's a really positive thing. Mm. I mean, I, I know it's, it's also, it's very cool and, um, you know, almost in, in this kind of vagabond dream way to have this life where you just keep changing and moving and mm-hmm. learning uh, new uh, languages, being in new cultures. And that's yeah. obviously brilliant and exciting as well. But I think there is, and even speaking to, to Thor, who had been in every, uh, who's traveled every country for the last 10 years uh, without taking a plane, he's actually Danish, the guy who was on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And at towards the end, I started to, and I don't, I don't feel sorry for him, but I wouldn't like to be in his place, and because he's yeah. been through so, excuse me, so much change, yeah, that even he would admit is like I'm all over the place. My head is like you know, he's as he said, he takes thirty days to build a routine or whatever it is, you know, whatever that the artificial fake science is behind that, and. Mm-hmm. He was like, my body now is like trained like an animal to get up and go and move to another place every single day, sleep in a new place every single day. And now you're telling me that I just have to be in one place. Mm -hmm. You know, my body gets it, but my head is, is go, go, go. And he said, that's going to take me, it will, it'll take him a bloody long time to, and it'll all be fine and everything like that. But you know, that level of change can certain change like what you had uh, is good, I guess. But an interesting one to look at as well, because you're living abroad, you're Irish, you have a very good understanding of what Ireland is. You grew up here, you, you went to college in Dublin. 
when you come back for you it, from your perspective what has changed in Ireland yeah oh Jesus um because it has changed a lot and and I, yeah I often say to people like the people who moved to Ireland like in the last three to four years yeah or we'll say whatever just let's pretend for example that COVID didn't exist for a while but imagine Dublin was normal during those times um it has it's a very 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 different place to what it was 15 years ago yeah um, I mean maybe that's a very stupid and obvious thing to say but I think it has oh, changed think dramatically so. yeah I don't I, I, I agree I I am I uh, that's tough to say because I don't I I don't it's not like I'm holding on to these like like um ideas or like fantasy ideas of what Ireland was or what I, I want Ireland to be um my main issues I have I have frustrations with with parts of the Irish mentality and and the way we approach uh infrastructure and finance and stuff like this and that that and that that like those those are like political words but I mean it as like the people the people of Ireland the way we approach certain things fucking gets on my tits that we're so we make things so difficult for ourselves a lot um because it's weird like I, I was back there recently with my partner um was you you, you I, I stayed with you when we were there and she commented saying that uh she was amazed at how friendly Irish people are like mm. when she sat with us or when she sat with other friends of mine or when we went out or even bumped into random people that instantaneously you had a rapport right instantaneously you had friendship and connection and people are interested in telling you stuff and wanted to hear your story and that's part of the beauty of Ireland right and and I, I she says this to me and I understand that I mean yes they like I have no doubt that you're going to enjoy your time there but also like that's not enough for me nowadays I'm like I see the other factors of life in Denmark or in, in, in Ireland where I'm like Dublin is just fucking so tough for people so tough for people moving mm. there even living there and stuff and like Dublin is a beautiful place. Dublin is, I've had some of the best years of my life in Dublin. So don't get me wrong. I'm not shitting all over it. But I, it's it's coming back and hearing more stories and talking to yourself and talking to other people living there. It's just like, it just feels like it's being mistreated by like landlords and by like by people who aren't paying attention to the the um, the important ideas of, of what keeps a city, you know, special, you know? Like it... it uh, and I see these things down down where I'm from as well, like in West Cork and stuff like this. But um, but Dublin is I I actually think about it more in Dublin because Dublin was such an important place for me in Ireland. You know. Yeah. Well, what I'm afraid of is, um, and to a certain extent, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but when you go outside of Dublin and go down the co- countryside, it is like going back a little bit in in time. So yeah, you, yeah. Might, you might go into um a smaller city like Kilkenny, and in mm-hmm. uh, but I mean this in a very nice way. You'll have shops in Kilkenny that are run by, like the shop will be called O'Grady's or lo- local shop. And it's just one shop run by a particular person or family or whatever it is. And they sell, I don't know, antique furniture. And yeah. that's not a chain, but they can exist as as that just one. You you don't really see that anymore. Like mm. I can even, like a terrible example might have been, I don't even, is Cleary still there or did that close down? Or Roach's stores obviously uh, um, used to be. Oh, wow. Yeah. It wasn't Cleary's soldiers. I, I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah. I could be wrong. <laughs> I think it might be gone. At least nobody goes there anymore if if, if it is open. Um, but all, you know, these things about Dublin, like it's it's lost its uniqueness. So it's got, you know, it's, it's the Zara, it's mm, whatever, 
Maximo, Massimo Duty, Mango, all of these shops that are in every single main street in every single city in the world. So in that sense, Ireland, or sorry, Dublin particularly is just as it's just becoming the same as every other European mm-hmm. city, uh, which was, you know, always going to happen, I guess. But like, there's so many creative people here. There's so many like unique aspects of Ireland that I'm. it's, it's a shame that we, we don't prioritize making it special. I don't mean, yeah. I'm not anti-globalization or anything like that. I think that's fantastic. No, yeah, yeah. Sorry, continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but just that, you know, like why not, I don't know, some aspect of Dublin, just make it like a street that is completely unique, you know? But I, I it, what it feels like to go into Dublin now, into the city centre, let's say, right? If I'm getting off the buses and I'm, I'm, or whatever way I've, I've got into the city, what it feels like now to see like O'Connell's Bridge and, and that read, that, that area, like the hustle and bustle and chaos that, that like with all the shops and everything and, and so many people shopping, blah, blah, blah. It feels like Dublin's become New York, right? Mm-hmm. But but it New York is known for chaos being huge and like all this hustle and bustle and never die. Dublin was that. Dublin's tiny. Dublin's a tiny little place and it's all of a sudden becoming New York really quickly. Like money's mm-hmm. flowing into it really fast. Loads of people are flowing into it fast and, and all these like big brand names are just taking up everything. Of properties, everything, and like I don't, I don't. People have been moving to Dublin forever, right? It's the capital. Of course, people are going to be coming, coming there, and of course, people are going to be moving there from abroad. But if, like you said, if you, if, if that was happening in Dublin, kept the idea of we, we are the capital of a, a, a like a, a small island nation, you know, like if they, because it's steeped in history, like with all these crazy shops and everything everywhere, like you're, you're, it, like it's going to be built in a building that James Joyce used to live above. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Or, you know, something like it, it's steeped in history. Every corner has a story in Dublin. Like, mm. no matter how far out you get, it all it all has a story, you know. Um, I just, it's just, it's become, like you said, like a, like a, a representation of a, like a, a big European city, like without any, like, actual, I like just, it just, it just skyrocketed straight to that, which is, which is mad that, and it feels like it was neglected to get, to get there. It's just people saying yes to things that probably weren't a good idea, you know? Yeah. It's people saying yes to a lot of money as well. That's yeah, exactly. That's that, but that's it. Let's kind of the main issue. <laughs> let's cut to the chase. It's fucking money. That's what it is. People selling shit, people selling buildings, people spending space, selling ideas that aren't there yet. You know, it's just fucking, yeah. Anyway. 
God, no, I don't want to be shitting all over Dublin because Dublin is amazing. I've had some of the best nights of my life in Dublin. And, and not just nights, but just times, you know, just friendships and ex- like experiences there. So I don't want to be so negative, you know. I don't, I, that's not my point with this. It's just, that's where, you, like, you asked a question and that's sadly where I go with it, you know. Yeah. Um, like there is, I mean this in, in a good way, but there's a darkness to Dublin that I actually think this should be embraced. Like this is the place that inspired you know, Dracula, Bram Stoker to write this kind of, you know, dark side of story. I've had people on the podcast before that, you know, they like that aspect of Dublin in the sense that you can be walking down one street that's like the ugliest, most dirty street. And then the next street over is beautiful, you know, yeah. red buildings, flowers everywhere. There's, there's that, there's the polar opposites there because of it's so small, the city center is so small. You yeah. can see the truth of, of maybe the truth of life within the city if that makes sense yeah. it's hard it's yeah. hard to escape it it's not yeah. like i always remember being when we were in australia being in sydney and i was like wow this place is so beautiful like every single street is perfect it's mm. clean it's sunny um everybody seems to be wearing nice clothes they're well dressed mm. and as i always felt like where's the shit where's where's all of the crap stuff because yeah. there has to be there's there's no place that exists without an underbelly yeah. like a dark yeah, side absolutely yeah i just think in dublin it's you know we kind of wear the darkness <laughs> you know right out of your yeah. face yeah 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 absolutely absolutely like the the true character of the city is right there you know yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah it's not lying to you but at the, i think at the same time i think it has become that they're trying to lie to you i don't know anyway like change in general i don't know personally sometimes i think i deal with change well but i do think it actually affects me um, of course, but, uh, you, but uh, to be fair like like if we just flip the mirror like you're you lived in australia then you lived in in the canary islands for years as well like you you've also upped yeah. and, and created life you like in other places you know yeah so like and it's hard to say that i really you know sometimes you feel like i it really is 50 50 life happening to you versus life you going and making those decisions i don't know that's what i feel anyway looking back yeah okay yeah and so those changes were obviously i chose each and every one of them but at the same time for whatever reason inside there was a a feeling that i had to be done for one thing or another but i do think when i you know when i first make those changes it takes me a while to settle takes me a while to feel comfortable to be honest Mm -hmm. it took me two years living in Spain to feel, oh yeah, this is, I'm happy here now, you know? Yeah. It took me that two years time. Obviously there was a struggle with the language. I didn't speak any Spanish before I went there. So it took me really, it really did took me, take me two years yeah. to, to get to a decent level where I could feel comfortable enough speaking it. And then, um, you know, everything else on top of that, you know, different mm-hmm. culture, different food or different friends, um, and that that was very hard. And I often say that to people who come here as well. Like the one thing that you have to take responsibility for everything. Like mm-hmm. don't blame the place that you're at. I, I think that's a huge thing with this. Like if you're struggling with a job, it's not, try not to blame it on Ireland. Mm-hmm. Try to go, okay, let's find a new job. You know, there's, there's, what, what do I do? With, what do I do if I was in my own country and I had a shit job? I'd maybe try and improve my CV, maybe try and improve my skills, etc. Mm-hmm. 
And I just think there's a tendency and I saw that tendency in myself when I was in Spain, but then I knew that it was wrong. You know, like, ah, oh, this is shit here. It's like, no, no, this is yeah. just take responsibility for you don't like yeah. your mates. Ah, go try and make some new mates. Yeah, absolutely. Know? Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. There is going, you'll find a, like it, with all that talk about Ireland or Dublin, though, you know, I was talking about, like you will find a community that you feel comfortable with. There's every, there's, there's a corner for everybody in Dublin, even with the K, like the, what we're talking about, there's still those wonderful communities there, you know, like you said, there's artists and stuff like whatever you're interested in, there's going to be people who will support you and, and you'll enjoy speaking to in, in Dublin with that or anywhere in Ireland, really, you know? Yeah. Uh, but that doesn't come to you. You like, no, when, no, when we you say that it's the there, yeah. you have to put up a, a lot of effort You have to in. find it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and like, don't expect to go out and meet someone and the next day be their best mate. It doesn't work like that. I, I have, anyway. if, yeah, I, I'll be honest, Jim. I, I have, I have, um, a guilt uh, because I, this is the, like, you know, it's not as bad as the words I'm using, but I feel like I used people in my first year of Denmark because I had friendships with people who I had a good time with. We went out and we did, you know, we, we had fun, but like. In the long run, I they weren't like long term friends, you know. But yeah, and then I slowly navigated towards other. Or these weren't bad people at all by any means. I it's not like I was, you know, you know, I could just completely lying to myself and them. It, it was just I navigated to other interests, you know. I I found like outlets for for things I wanted to do, or whatever. And it, it's 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 well, it, like it's not a nice thought, but it's also part of it. It's like. I was I was meeting new people. I was learning. I was developing. I was moving through different you know social groups. You know, it, but that always happens when you go to a new place. You end, you can end up with the most random group of people. Yeah, like I've had that experience yeah. traveling as well. I remember, it, and and this is no knock on on the game or people who play it, but I've just never done this type of thing before. So, um, that is it. Is it Dungeons and Dragons? I remember being yeah. when I first moved to Spain. I was with this group of people, and we were playing this game Dungeons and Dragons. Where it, yeah. I don't know if that's what you really have to think. It's a role play game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry. Like, yeah, yeah. And I didn't really know how to play, but I was playing anyway. And, uh, you know, at one point I looked, kind of was thinking, it's like, what the hell? Like, how did I end up in this situation? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that I'm playing this game, which it was actually fun in the end. I had a good time, yeah. but I had, let's just put it this way. Uh, most other groups of people that I've, you know, circulated with in my life, I mm. wouldn't have ended up playing Dungeons and Dragons. And that, you know, that, that's a good experience in itself. Yeah. But were those people yeah. going to end up being my best mates? No, they were not. Um, and that's just the way of life but yeah so you do end up in totally random situations random circles and you'll meet some mad people along the way with some interesting stories and that's what it's all about but then yeah, yeah right. over over time you're going to end up finding people who you're more yeah you gravitate towards you know like minded people or people you you, you know you prefer spending time with you know obviously yeah yeah, yeah. But I, I feel like I want to I want to clarify because we're talking about change in our experiences of like for, for those who might be listening or, or, you know, just to say to ourselves as well that like you don't have to want change, you know, you don't have to seek it out or or like if you if you if you're happy where you are and you're content with everything you're doing, like that's perfectly good. You know, that's that's not like like you said, you, you're the changes in your life. You feel like they were somewhat external. So like sometimes it's not you who wants it sometimes it's like i like yeah i've 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 enjoyed it i've made my choices and i, I like them but like you so the, the way i'd look at change is like if you don't want change that's perfectly good if you're happy with being in your hometown and doing your the thing that you like doing fucking brilliant i mean if you're living a happy life you're living a happy life but don't 
be afraid of change, anybody, because like you said, sometimes change just comes, you know? I like the, the interesting thing is I, I like, you know, you, you, you and I were just talking about like feeling like you're asking me about feeling more comfortable and like I explained why I'm not, I, you know, I don't have itchy feet right now, let's say, or wanderlust. But like, I'm not naive to the, to the fact that like my life could change again, you know? Mm. I could, I don't know where I'm going to be in 20 years time, you know? Yeah. Uh, and like, and, and it's just like, it's even the worlds where you like, even if you just look at like people, you know, for all your life, the older, like the older generations that, you know, you're like, oh, they've always just been there and just, you know, they've, they're, they're, they're rocks, you know, they've always been secure and just doing their things. If I'm sure if you look back at them, they probably have like a history of like, oh, well, they lived abroad for a while or they had to work here for a while or they moved house seven times or, you know, like change happens. It, like it's not something to be afraid of. Change will happen because it's just we are a fluid, we, like it's type of part of the space time continuum. Shit moves, you know. So yeah, shit changes, you know. Yeah, yeah. I am. I've started doing this um, meditation app. It's called Waking Up. So I'm trying to do ten minutes every morning, um, and it's, it's uh, by a guy called Sam Harris. Uh, it's not really important who he is, but anyway, he keeps he does sometimes mention this idea of like everything that comes goes uh-huh. you know and that is just as true for the good things as it is for the bad things absolutely yeah 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 but yeah, it's like even like when you're in a shit mood mm. you know i think it's good to remember listen how how can i best navigate this just in, in without kind of freaking out about it yeah 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 for the next maybe few hours maybe day two days whatever it is yeah. and then i know it'll it'll pass and yeah. and vice versa I actually sometimes yeah. say to myself, well, I'm on a really good buzz without having taken or drank anything. Mm-hmm. I I say to myself, you know, just just remember that this, yeah, this feeling of euphoria where you feel like you can take on the world is uh, yeah. very limited. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know that feeling, right? That like I, I've I've I'm used to like taking like being careful how how good that feeling is, being like everything's working out. You're like. Yeah, yeah, for now, this is good. This is good. This is, I'm happy with this for now. For now, it is good. This is good for now. You know, I said like, this is good. This moment is good at this moment. It doesn't mean it's going to be there forever. You know, yeah. And and be and be prepared. Don't be angry that it left. You know, yeah, yeah. Mm. So I'd say I think you kind of have to learn to to figure all that out through your life. I think looking back, the twenties, your twenties should be a time of figuring that all out and. You know, embracing as much change as you possibly can without freaking out about, you know, your future and your career too much and all of that shit because <laughs> you get like you can worry yourself into a into a worry worm. Yeah. We were making good points there, Mark. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like you've completely undermined the whole thing with that one sentence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it is inevitable. Yeah, listen. Anyway, the topic of change was was what we were chatting about on the on the podcast this month with a number of different people. So far, we've spoken to Adam. He, um, you kind of, I think COVID's changed people's lives a lot, or mm-hmm. the lockdown. Let's say not necessarily the the actual disease, yeah, but or the virus. And so he was saying that like he worked as a chef for like 15 years he said three days after finishing his leave insert he started working as a chef so 15 years 16 years straight as a chef and yeah. that in kind of very 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 intense environment 60 hours a week yeah, yeah. COVID came he had to change his work uh, he started working um, 
in a fishmonger shop uh, in a fishmonger's selling fish and that gave him way more free time so he started exploring his creativity he got into spoken word he ended up going out to Smithfield Square and starting this you know just getting a few mates together and they were kind of performing outside whether it be music or spoken word or whatever it was and then that grew to what something that's called Smithfield Creatives and then this year they put on a bloody festival sponsored by a, a beer Wow. In Dublin. So that's that's amazing. Like that that change that in his life was it was very dramatic. And then I spoke to Monica, who mm-hmm. uh, was that podcast that was released today. Actually, the day that we record this is the day that that's mm-hmm. released. And that podcast was about her changing country, changing her language, culture, her, her lifestyle and her career, mm-hmm. <laughs> all within the space of probably about four or five years. Um, so it's... But it's very positive and, and, and cool things. And it's, it's mm. uh, I think change can be obviously bad, um, but it can also be brilliant. So it's kind of, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. You got to look at it with that possibility. Yeah, it's, it's so interesting. Like it, the chef thing is interesting because there's like, there was this like huge um, movement after, after uh, lockdown and stuff where like people are quitting their jobs. People realized they didn't like their job and they're quitting jobs. And that was big here in Copenhagen because there's um, it's it's a big deal. Well, my to my understanding, it's a big deal to to chef in in um in Denmark, right? To work as a, or in yeah, Copenhagen, obviously, yeah. Because there's there's like some of the best, like three of the top restaurants in the world are based in this city, yes. you know. And and then there's some amazing restaurants that have trickled down from that. So it's it's just culinary. Uh, it, it's like it's 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 a staple of of uh of this city uh, so a lot of people from around the world would come and chef and try to get into the better restaurants and work under some of these chefs that have won Michelin stars and such and then that was so that's all I knew about because I, I I've I, at periods I've worked close to chefs and I've known chefs so I, I knew a bit about the history like background and, and the, the community and then um, and then COVID hit and lockdown hit and loads of chefs quit and now it's easy as pie to get a, a job as a chef they're they're struggling to get chefs. I don't know, it may be really? settled, but but for last year, it's been really easy to get um, a job as a chef in Denmark because, or in Copenhagen, because just so many of them quit. They were like, you know, fuck it. I mean, it's not worth it. It's not worth yeah. it. It's not worth my time doing that. Because it's a mm. fucking tough job, you know? Yeah, I don't think uh, I can do it. I've, I've kind of entertained the idea a few times, I'm not going to lie, mm. because I like cooking. Uh, yeah. But I, I there's, there's a huge thing in, in liking something and making it your career. I, in other way, uh, there's such a, like contradictory advice out there. You know the way you're like, oh, you follow your passion and do something that you're passionate about and stuff like that. And okay, I like cooking. It doesn't necessarily mean that I should be a chef because put myself into that environment of like cooking for two people, four people versus cooking for maybe 100 people per night mm-hmm. and obviously it having to be a specific standard. Mm-hmm. And as Adam, who we spoke to said, like your time management is like, it has to be, so 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 fucking good because yeah. you've you've got different things happening at the same time and all has to come together one moment to go out at the perfect moment for this particular mm-hmm. person to eat it and each of those individual ingredients takes in different times there's different methods mm-hmm. there's a lot going on in your head you can imagine and then obviously there's the kind of I mean I'm not sure every kitchen is like this but there seems to be this general negative and kind of aggressive atmosphere mm-hmm. in kitchens yep. Um yep. again not basically you, you can't make mistakes and that is 
high pressure environment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no. Not for me. <laughs> no, no, me neither, me neither. But hey, people, thank God somebody does it because fuck it, it's nice to go to a good, get a good meal every now and then. <clears throat> right, hypothetical question. Go on. I tell you, uh, gun to your head. Yeah. What can you um, <laughs> a potato, a potato gun. Uh, potato gun, right. Right. And I say to you, tomorrow you have to make a change in your life, whether it be big or small, eh? it could be tidy, mm. but you have to make a change. What would you change? Oh, Jesus. Uh, stop drinking. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. There you go. I go into my head and I had to do it. I think that's the one. That, like, that's the one thing I'm like, I like it. It's fun, but honestly, I'd probably be better off without it. You know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's brilliant. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't know what, actually what, what I would what I would do, what I would change. Um, maybe start being more physically active again. Um, mm. I know that's not necessarily a big thing, but... Um, but it is technically, I think, generally for your, for your health. Or maybe I would, um, yeah, it would it would be to some it would be something physical. I'm trying to do a bit more exercise again now and get myself into that routine. So I'm trying to change that. Um, and I figured out that, you know, <laughs> it's hard for me to be like I'm not one of these people that goes I'm training, you know, yeah, yeah. where people do like four or three or five whatever it is big sessions every week mm. and you know there's protein drinks involved there's rehydration after I can't no. I don't have the knowledge number one to do that mm. and number two I just don't have I don't think I have the I don't have the goal to mm. aim for you know what am I actually yeah. trying to do here what's happening here yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to feel good um, as in I want to feel I don't want to feel pain in my body I want to feel like I could run if I want to. I want to feel like I'm strong if I need to be. You know, yeah, yeah. Tell me to lift a box. I'm not going to completely, you know, bowl over and you know, cripple. <laughs> yeah, I have yeah, to call yeah. an ambulance. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about healthy level maintenance as opposed yeah. to like I'm being. Sure, surely you can build shopping. that in. Surely you can build steps in. Like, you know, you used to be mad for the cycling. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. maybe that is something I should bring back. I actually spoke with that's that's the second time it's come up today and it's it's ten o'clock in the there morning. There you there you go, man. I mean that, if there was ever a sign. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh on we've we've covered lots of different topics of change. We've oh, yeah. Dublin, we've talked about uh changes in ourselves, we've cha- changed changes people of other people that had careers. Uh hopefully people have enjoyed it. But we will have a different topic next month. All right. So yep. we're gonna go back to the the podcast of suggestions and stuff like that next week mm-hmm. uh, and talking about people's suggestions uh, for topics or, or whatever and improvising off that but maybe once a month we might do one of these episodes where we talk about the the overarching theme of the podcast for yeah, for yeah. that month all right that sounds good uh, sounds good yeah all right no it's nice it's nice to reflect and think about these things it's good thank you all right um thanks for that good luck Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.